Empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. I am Sarah Kaki with the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and I'm joined by our very own managing partner, Shauna Woods. Sean, I'm really excited about talking about this episode because it's a new revelation for me. It's a new revelation from my own personal life where this I had this breakthrough and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, you know, those are great. Those are great. Those are great moments. Even when you're like having a painful moment and you're you see clear through yourself and the issue, it's like, whoa. Here's the background. I recently had a very dear person in my life distance themselves from me, distance themselves from me and from my, my family, my unit. And I couldn't, like, I've reached out, I've reached out, I've reached out over and over again, in many ways, tried to just pull this person back and just say, Hey, like, let's, let's see each other, um, come over and see the family. Let's spend time together in many ways. And they just are finding all the reasons, all the excuses to not be around um, the family anymore. And I couldn't understand it. And I very much made it about, in my head, I was very much making it about like this person's not in a good place. This person is, you know, going through X, Y, Z. This person must be having a lot of this hardship in their life, blah, blah, blah. And then one night, Sham, my sweet, caring, but oh, so honest husband (laughs) said, have you ever thought of that? The fact that maybe you're the toxic person to this person? And I'm like, what? I am a self-aware, self-responsible, very personally developed, educated woman who works on herself a lot to, uh, you know, grow and have an abundant mindset and be able to receive feedback and be able to take responsibility for my actions. How could this possibly be? And I sat with that for a long time of how could it be that I am the toxic person in the relationship when I've done all this self-work? I mean, we've done podcasts on how to identify a toxic relationship, how to identify if you're in a toxic relationship, how to set boundaries in a toxic relationship. We even did an episode on how to stick through toxic relationships that you may choose to be in, yet I may be a toxic person, Shauna, to certain people. How is this possible? Answers. (laughs) I need answers. I'm not going to go all, you can't handle the truth on you. I I can, I can. Give it to me. (laughs) It's a very interesting topic because I do think that at some point in time, it's not about your worth as a person. Mm -hmm. It's not about your growth as a person. It's about how you show up in their lives with their experience of you. Their experience of you. Right. It's not how you're trying to portray yourself. It's not how you're trying to be. It is how they are experiencing you. And you've come to a place, and I know you you, you realize this too, is your experience of another person may have very little to do with them. Yes. It may have to do with past hurts you've had with 100%. them. 100%. It may have to do with something else that's going on, but you are seeing them in that light. Yes. Right. So understanding that 
you may be that toxic person in someone's life does not devalue you or make you a toxic person. I think that's the key. I think that's the key that gave me the peace of mind and the rest to send out nothing but love, care, and peace towards our relationship and towards hopefully a future or in our past and to this person is just being clear that you could be a healthy individual mindset wise. Yet something about the dynamic of your relationship, and we've had the power dynamics conversation in this podcast, something about the dynamic of your relationship produces toxicity. Yes. And it could be because you're triggering something in that person. You mentioned hurts from the past. Yes. Right. There could be trauma or hurt we've had from our in childhood that something about somebody in our in adulthood completely something about them reminds you of that parent who was toxic to you or that um, relative or that you know teacher whatever that mentor that was a toxic relationship to you and you are not even you are not even around for that but something about you could be as easily as the interest you have or the way you carry yourself or the way you dress that just remind takes them back to some past pain and they can't undo it. The other thing is I was thinking is um, some people may be at a point in life where they desperately need you to see them in a different light than the light you're willing to give, see them in and you can't undo it. For instance, you may have a friend that is working really hard to go through from a state of feeling in a state of being a victim mm-hmm. and wanting to feel more empowered, wanting to feel stronger. And you are on that journey, helping them to get there. You're not keeping them there. You're not trying to be a rescuer, sort of like the what we talked about with the power of Ted book from um, David Emerald. You're very much being a friend, but you're not you haven't fully seen them in the light they want to be seen yet and it might be because they haven't showed up that way yet but they can't accept this relationship till they're fully comfortable embodying the new place that they want to be in the new state of mind that they want to be in and you're sort of like i don't know yet how to engage with you you're in between and that's very common And they may just need to distance themselves from you because you may still be from that old world to them. And that produces toxicity to them. That was a lot. Yes. It was a lot of really good stuff in there. And there's a couple of points that I really could want to circle back on with you. One is seeing yourself in a different light than the people who are seeing around you and needing to take that step back until you can show up as this new individual. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to know what you need to go through your growth point. Right. Right. But the other thing that, you know, you, you had said and and you hit on is the, um, I'm losing the, the, my train of thought, so I'm sorry, but I think it's the trigger point Mm -hmm. of something that you may have done in the past. Say you guys had an argument 
or you've said something, you don't even know how that affected that person. And every time they see you, it takes them back to a place they can't move out of. Right. Right. It's those triggering effects. And I hate the word triggering. I really do. It's a bit overused these days. It's a lot overused. But it can be, for instance, everybody knows if you walk in and you smell a certain smell, it can take you back to a moment. Oh, yes. Right. Childhood foods can take you back to your childhood, great memories, right? But you also have those moments when you hear a song or you see someone and they're back in a moment that they don't want to be in. They're in that person that they don't want to be. And so it's not really about you. Right. It's about what you are representing to them and how they feel about themselves. You know, the other version of this I've I've experienced is when you feel somebody is working so hard to validate themselves to you Mm. or prove a point to you. And, you know, my nature is a challenger like yours. And I'm just of the state of mind of challenging beliefs, challenging rules, challenging the status quo, like we talked about. So, when somebody's working really hard to enroll me into something or prove a point to me in something, I may not be able to show up in the way they need me to show up for them. And I could I could very much see that my relationship to them may turn toxicity in them because they are if they are a person that has a deep need to be right and I'm just not validating that for them, they may go deeper and deeper into this need to be right around me and turn into somebody they don't want to be. And then I've produced or, you know, directly or indirectly, I've produced toxicity in them. And it's that good friction versus bad friction. Right. Right. When you have two people who mesh well and and can create some friction that sometimes can can have some arguments, Mm -hmm. but does lead to greater growth in both of them. That's a beautiful, wonderful friendship. It's when that friction is not going to produce anything that I think that you may both be toxic in each other's relationship or it's you who needs to be, you know, stepped out yes. of that. And that's okay. And I think we have to sit in the fact that it's okay that we as individuals in some other person's life, unfortunately, we're the bad guy to them. Yes. Right. It That does not mean, like I said, we are bad people. Right. It does not mean that we don't deserve great lives. And in fact, there's been some people in my life who have been very, very toxic and I couldn't be around them. I actually wish them well. I hope that they have a wonderful life. I in, in They just cannot be in mine mm-hmm. because of what it produces in me. So, you know, I've always been trained on when somebody's hurt and that you love and you care for and if you... You go fight for them. You go fight for them. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fixer. And in the power of Ted podcast that we talked about identifying toxic relationships in a dysfunctional dynamic, I can very much turn into the rescuer, right? I've played the part of rescuer. I've played the part of perpetrator. I've points in my life. I've even played the part of victim, but I mostly identify with the rescuer and, you know, worked on myself and studied and gone into the more empowered version, which is the challenger. But my instincts in a situation like the one I'm describing is to go rescue, is to go fix, is to go 
pound the door down and say, where are you hiding? What's going on? Like, what can I do to help? What are you, have I, have I done anything to hurt you? Let's talk it through. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk till we're blue in the face. And it was a huge lesson for me to learn that if this is a possibility and I have to create space in my mind that I could be a toxic person to somebody I love and they need to have space for me, how can I be unselfish enough, enough to provide the love, the self-esteem and the security to purely give them that space and in my heart, you know, have peace and love and prayer for them that they will find what they're looking for in the absence of me, because that's the ultimate love, right? Is this give and say, I don't even need to be a part of what you receive here. I don't even need to be in that picture. I just, even if I'm removed, I just, I still want you to be happy and um, have love and peace. Very well said. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to atlantadivorcelawgroup.com forward slash resources.